Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is the political editor of Joe.ie. It's Alan Coyne. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so nervous and thrilled to be here. Yay. Very big fan of the podcast. Thank you so much. We are absolutely delighted to have you. We're very big fans. Um, so, I should preface this by saying that half of our listeners aren't from Ireland. So we should that. we should do some careful <laughs> explanations. Be a real trip about what this people. one is. So what are you going to talk to us about? So I'm talking to you about Bosco, and I literally can't believe that there hasn't been a Juvenalia episode about this uh, up until now. So for the people who are not Irish, it is essentially um, a mysterious red-haired puppet, which for most of its life nobody knew what gender it was, and it was uh, like when I say iconic. Irish children's TV it was like it went way beyond just being a TV program and actually became like a cultural thing to the point that like last year RTE did this National Treasures thing where they got Irish people to get like any old shite that was in their attic and use the objects to make it like a museum about Ireland's social history and one of the first things to go in was do you remember the Bosco mugs that were like yellow and they had a little picture of Bosco on it (laughs) that went in because it was such a like massive massive um, cultural phenomenon And I was obsessed with Bosco. So it was on in like, you know, like kind of after school programs, like 25 minutes long, little puppet who like sings and dances. It was kind of like the OG Dora the Explorer because he used to put in like the cupola fuckle of Irish uh, kind of throughout the episode. Um, And I initially thought that Bosco was like this 90s icon. And it was only when I was researching for this podcast, I realized that they actually only filmed Bosco between 1979 and 1987. What? Yeah, and they had 386 episodes and then just repeated them until 1998. Sorry, also 300 and how many episodes? 386, Mm -hmm. and they only recorded them in like the summertime because all the people on working on Bosco had like real grown-up jobs in other parts of RTE. So they would like film them back-to-back for like seven weeks during the summer. And Marion Richardson, who went on to be a journalist, like serious journalist with RTE News and worked on Morning Ireland and stuff, said that like they all got really, really close and like they would go to these house parties and sing like Patty Patty Smith and like Tracy Chapman and stuff. They were all like these really coolly like eighties people. I want to go to the They seemed like and one of them was I can't remember his name. Oh yeah. Paul Burton was one of the presenters. So Bosco would have like two human presenters with him for all the episodes. I should have known by the clothes actually. Yeah, yeah. They were like yeah they were very seventies, but when you're a kid in the nineties everyone in Ireland everyone is still kind of considering I I thought it was like that's a lot about Ireland that I thought this was like a contemporary program that was being filmed mm. the day before but it was from like 1979 and they had like one of the presenters is called Paul Burton and he was from the north inner city in Dublin I think he worked as like a primary school teacher and there was like from the decade that brought you the Eighth Amendment, people would send letters into RTE saying that someone with that accent shouldn't be on children's television because it was no. like what some people would describe as like a rough uh, Dublin accent. But at the other side of it, it was like kind of revolutionary. Like it came around because in 1979, it was like UNESCO International Year of the Child. And there was a producer in RTE who was Joe O'Donnell, who was like, we're not doing anything for like people under six children under six I mean they're not <laughs> in they're people. Did, they didn't pay the license fee so maybe they shouldn't have they're basically like, houseplants exactly. if they can't be worked to be honest you don't pay tax you can't fucking exactly. vote exactly so as like a charity gesture they they were like we need to do something 
Irish because all we had was like Sesame Street or like British stuff. So they like dreamt up Bosco and Marion Richardson, again, one of the presenters, wrote this amazing article where she was like, the name Bosco, which is Irish for box. She's like, the name Bosco came about because there were loads of boxes around. So that's like, <laughs> guys, I'm really, really sorry, but I was just taking a little video from me Instagram and I looked at the bottle of Prosecco on the table. Will one of you say to me what the label on the bottle of Prosecco says? Oh my God. Oh my God. It says fucking Bosco. Bosco it says Prosecco. Bosco del Conte. But it does say Bosco. <laughs> I haven't even none of us <laughs> noticed that until now. I was what kind of journalist really am I? I was just like, I'm going to take a really clever little video oh of this bottle gosh. of Prosecco and put it up on Instagram so you can hear Alan's voice. And as that I zoomed in, the word Bosco just got larger and larger on my screen. I was like, Bosco is Irish for box. That is <laughs> serious. Serendipity. So, uh, so that's amazing. Go on. Sorry, wow. continue. Bosco's Irish for box. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. go, you're so, the child. Yeah, <laughs> so called it. So part of it was so rough and ready because they were like, boxes. Bosco. He lived in a box. But like at the other side of it, in 1979, they had like educational experts coming into RTE talking about like cognitive dissonance and like linear learning. Did Irish people know what cognitive dissonance? Hang on, can I say that? Did Irish people know what cognitive dissonance was? And just, I feel like just the six Bosco hosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Just those yeah. people yeah. in the yeah. entire country. Just end up like listening to Patty Smith being like <laughs> cognitive dissonance, man. <laughs> like I feel like that was quite like avant-garde and the fact that like they were able to like when I say they repeated it until 1998 I read that apparently they did it until the tapes literally disintegrated like they just played over and over and over Mm. and even though Bosco was technically cancelled at the end of the 80s Bosco was cancelled he like the first the first cancellation although like I feel like he was pretty woke in terms of like gender identity and stuff Mm. like his Bosco so okay Bosco in an abstract term, if you didn't grow up with it, can look kind of terrifying. Like, it's a very plain-faced puppet. And apparently that was because, like, I thought Bosco was kind of like a spooky, like, paranormal being. Like, he was just like a, a I don't know, a, like a supernatural thing. Box, yeah, but he was supposed to be based on, like, a five-year-old child. And that's why they kept the gender neutral, so that oh. the kids could, like, project. Little girls could be like, he's a little girl. And little boys could be like, he's a little boy. And that's why the face was so plain as well. But Bosco revealed in, like, 2015 in an interview with an Irish radio station that he actually was. He identified as he, him. Oh. So he, like... All right, Bosco. Yeah, so the gender thing came out in, like, 2015. Oh, that's such a shame. I liked yeah. the mystery. I enjoyed yeah, that. I feel like know? that was a big kind of, like, debate about Bosco. Big Irish question, I think, for many years. Yeah. like, what's the crack of Bosco? Because yeah. Bosco, to me, was always just a Bosco. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. You know? You're so right. Yes. You're so right. Because it's weird that I'm a few years older than you, but um, I watched Bosco from, like, 87 to... Like, 80, probably, like, 87 to 89, 90, I would yeah. say, were my Bosco years. Yeah. But yours were probably... A little bit further on than but that. But we probably saw the same episode. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, there were yeah. 300 of them. That is, yeah. I'm, I'm mostly surprised that there were that many episodes. And I feel like one in every two of those 300, he went to like Dublin Zoo, Zoo or HB mm. Ice Cream. I think, feel like he was an original influencer because he used to go to like the HB Ice Cream Factory a lot. And that was definitely like SpawnCon. Mm. And also I used to, used to go through rakes of ice creams because he'd also have like a little make and do section. And they made so much shite out of lollipop sticks. And I, as a child in rural Ireland in 1996, thought that the only way that you could source these was by eating ice creams. Well, I didn't the know most fun way you to could source buy yeah. them in arts and crafts shops. I was like, what? So I would be like going through chalk ices to make, um, do you remember he used to make like little boats out of empty margarine boxes? Yeah. yeah. And you'd use like mola and <laughs> stick the little spoon and margarine. <laughs> <laughs> chalk ice in one hand, spoon and margarine with the in other. In 1994 in Ireland, nutrition I love the was 90s, very, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do you have any trays any grease, ma'am? I really need to get through the submersion. <laughs> I've got uh, rivers to sail down. I've got shit to do. Me and my little redhead pal over here have got some business to attend to. 
Yeah, so like he used to, um, I think that's why he is so iconic because anyone who's in their like 20s, 30s or even 40s watched Bosco and this is when we really only had the two channels so not to take away from the programme itself but it had no choice but to become iconic because Mm -hmm. there was nothing else on like it was the only children's programme and like even now people get so sentimental and so like aggressively fond of Bosco like he showed up on the Late Late Toy Show in I think 2013 as a surprise so they're like going through the toy show and next thing you just hear that like hello going from like that was good thank you so much possessed by the spirit (laughs) And like the audience goes apps. It's like grown people in the audience. Mm. Like, I remember that toy show very clearly. And yeah. people are like going buck wild. And this one woman just screams like, no way. Like people were like ecstatic. And I think that is because like it was like for 30 years it was like all that we had to watch. Mm. I also think as well, if I'm remembering it correctly, Bosco pulled a very sneaky fourth wall trick on us. Yes. Bosco was like, Good afternoon, boys. I can't actually. I'm no. I'm a baritone. Uh, good afternoon, boys and girls. Said Bosco. What's up? It's me, Bosco. <laughs> What's up, you fucks? Um, no, he was very polite, um, but broke the fourth wall entirely. And I think that probably is one of those imprint things because that's why all Americans are mad obsessed with um, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Because he was talking at you. That's why children nowadays are obsessed with YouTubers, mm. like because they talk through the screen to You're you. So right. So it's yeah. it was the OG. Not only was it the OG cancellation, it was the OG part of social interaction. So because Bosco was talking to us, yeah, in a way that other television. Shows shows just kind of happened in front of us Bosco was like having the chats with us and I think that's why people thought he was real like Mm. all the presenters said that first of all like I mean Marion Richardson went on to be like a really serious reporter and she was like interviewing Albert Reynolds as like a senior journalist but at the same time in the afternoon her and like her pink dungarees was like being broadcast so they made so much money off it she was literally able to put her kids through college from the royalties from like Bosco but also like those presenters used to get like hounded everywhere they went and people would be like is Bosco a boy or a girl like is Bosco blah blah like it was like it just existed like you forgot it was a puppet like you really didn't and like in terms of like I've learned a lot about puppetry in researching this excellent so Bosco (laughs) was from like the Lambert puppet theatre yeah Yeah. Yeah. which is like super famous and basically made the two most beloved programmes which is uh, the Wanderlue Wagon and Bosco which was terrifying which was terrifying yeah and Bosco so like even though Bosco was a boy, the original puppeteers were actually like two women. Huh. Um, and even after Bosco got cancelled, he was like, that puppet was like going out twice a day to like children's hospitals. Uh, I think me and Alan both had like our first theatre experience with yep. Bosco live. <laughs> Mine was in the theatre while when I was four. He did Jack and the Beanstalk starring oh Bosco. Was he the and Beanstalk? <laughs> like, who, was, who was Bosco? <laughs> he was Jack, obviously. Uh, I, and I think it was Marion Richardson with him. Yeah. But I could be imagining that because Mar- I think Marion Richardson is like my the host I imagine when I imagine Bosco hosts. Yeah. Her, yeah, yeah, her yeah. and Frank Toomey are the I two. really associate her with it. Yeah. Um, Frank Toomey looks like he could be one of my uncles. He looks like yes, McGuire. Yes, yes. And he has so. that like distinctive 80s look. I mean, yeah. as a child, okay, I wasn't very culturally aware, but I don't know how I thought that that was like a contemporary program being made in 1998. Like you look back at it, it's so grainy and it's so obviously from like... But everything was. That's everything true. was. Yeah. I feel like, like Ireland was like My black existence and white. was grainy. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like you touch well. a table and it just has static all over it. Yeah. Oh, like, if I try to think back to like my memories of the 80s, they're, they're all like brownish colours. Yeah. Yes. And I was them. there. <laughs> I 
think we've, I think we've fucking adopted some mad American sensibility about the 80s and the 90s because Ireland was absolutely miserable. It pissed rain for about 20 mm. years, like yeah. with no exceptions yeah. whatsoever. It rained permanently, you know. <laughs> Everyone's clothes were bad. You had one pair of runners if you were fucking lucky. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Whereas yeah. like, it, you had to kind of move the television and kind of whisper spells to it to maybe possibly fucking pick up Sky One. Do you know what I mean? For years, like I didn't like, and, and we had the channels, do you yeah. know, like we had the BBC. But like, uh, I actually think we truly forget that Ireland was actually that 70s and that grim. Like we'd yeah. fuck all, do you know? Oh yeah, we're, we've caught up a bit now, but like then. Oh, we've caught up now. We were definitely like 10 years behind America at all 100%. times. 100%. It's, it's, like, it's like six months now. But like Give it definitely was a hundred. Um, far from fucking matcha lattes, we were rare, like, at that live Bosco, um, the energy was unreal. Just so many kids freaking out. Yes, yes, I was. Everybody so just happy standing under seats, and I was like, and I was like, foregone, they better not be standing up under seats during the show now. Cause I'm really <laughs> and they, the stoic, and they did sit down. Yeah, but rules. At that show, Bosco did the best joke I'd ever heard in my life up to that point, and it was still the best joke I heard for like a good five, six years afterwards. Go on. So the giant says, I'll grind your bones to make my bread. And Bosco said, I'll grind your bones to make my spaghetti. Oh. I was like, yes, that's the funniest thing ever. Good job, Go on, Bosco. Bosco. Bosco did have like Sassy. a bit of sass though. Because yeah. like, yeah. he would always like talk in Irish. And I remember like he could be, and I can say this from a place of love because I've obviously picked it for like my juvenile episode, but he could be a little bitch sometimes as well. Oh, yeah. And like anytime he'd get angry at something, he'd just go, ugh, ugh, And just like <laughs> dismiss it completely. And he would get like, like Marion Richardson, the other presenters were kind of like his minders. Like he'd lose his drum or something and just be like, have an absolute shit fit about it. And they'd have to like, And all kinda... these grown journalists yes, exactly. in RTE would be like, all right, it's time to put the dungarees on and find this little fuck's musical <laughs> instrument somewhere. You they were cover like the radio building. to the puppet. Like it was proper. Tyrant. I remember like when he went to Dublin Zoo, I was like, this has to be a green screen. This, I was watching it like during the week and it wasn't. Like they had him by this like mesh fence, three huge tigers behind it. And there's like John from Dublin Zoo who's like, we feed them hay in the evening or whatever the fuck they feed. Definitely feed tigers hay. <laughs> and then <laughs> they get very angry and give them meat. Vegan tigers. <laughs> and Bosco's like sitting there interviewing him. And those tigers are like, dying to eat him. Like they're like growling, yeah. like sniffing him. And he just turns around and is like, we're trying to have a conversation. Like, we'd just be like such a little bitch about it. And like really, really sassy. So I feel like- That's because Bosco like, is 8,000 years old and possessed yes, by a spirit yes, far greater yes. than any living tiger. Exactly. Like yeah. he's he eaten was, tigers in his time. Like. He was indulged for every impulse he had for 386 you're so episodes. Right. You're so oh my God, right. tyranny. Told, yeah, Pure absolute tyranny. stone cold tyranny. Like what yeah. I liked best about him was his little gaff. The inside, oh, yeah. the, the oh very God. rare moments in which you got to like go into the box, I would just be like, interior design goals. Like, oh I just want that life. I know? wanted like the little ladder he would come down the with. The little ladder. Like, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm, as I'm talking about him, I keep imagining Michael D. Higgins. I know, yeah. it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Same, like, same energy. Yeah. Same, <laughs> energy. same energy. Big Bosco energy, like, yeah. you know. Like, Bosco has mingled the energy. Bosco, I mean, they're like they're, yeah, synthesized. They're, two, they're yeah. definitely like... If we talk like that, we're never getting invited to the Iris guys. We have to be really nice. My <laughs> fucking... I'm sorry. <laughs> tiny ginger puppet. The next two years, I'm fucking getting in there with He's the dogs. He's definitely going to have a garden party for podcasters at oh, some point. Oh, gonna, yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Every two weeks, someone's a fucking Iris. And I'm like, oh, I want to go with that dog. I want to go. Surely all of us. Like, there's only Four, like four million people like surely at one point we'll all have been he has to be running out of people he'll get you to us think. eventually yeah he is lads if he dies and I don't get to go I am going oh, to be insufferable I will never stop talking about it <laughs> like, do you remember the time I never got to go to the Aris when Miggledy was there and the dogs or worse if the dogs die don't say that 
He came to one <laughs> of my uh, friend's plays yeah. and came backstage afterwards and he <gasps> said she was just lovely. Oh my god. Yeah, he just complimented the play, said it was a very good play. Yeah. We're oh, probably wow. one of the only yeah. countries in the world where we can like openly worship our president. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Like, where it's not enforced by any kind of military backup. Yeah. It's just we, we genuinely like him. <laughs> no, this is not propaganda. Our president's a fucking legend. His wife is a baller and his two dogs are gorgeous. Like yeah. come on now. Glory days and all that. But going back to Bosco's house. Mm. Oh yes, tiny. Um, did it have a very good flower painting in there yes yes oh my god do you remember am i imagining that bosco wore like a little beret yeah i used to like that used to blow my mind when they went into the little box i was like as a child it was obviously like a really stupid one it's like how do they make the camera so small i was like how do they get in there <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking really cool question <laughs> it's like because obviously like the illusion of television just goes completely over your head and i was like we're actually inside a teeny like jack-in-the-box and i was like how do the cameras get in there i don't know how they do it because it was mm. very it was the, the, the set was very convincing i mean realistically speaking if bosco were our size <laughs> was in the sort of five foot six foot region this room that we're sitting in could be a really solid Bosco sized gap yeah that's true do you know that's true yeah. like it's it felt like a kind of a sturdy one bed yeah you know <laughs> what I mean like a thousand six hundred on daft yeah <laughs> we'd have to share the room with, your land- with the bed with your landlord your landlord is Bosco and you can sleep next to him like <laughs> you just have to like appease him like get his little outfits ready He's I want to go to the zoo Ellen <laughs> You want to live here, don't you? Again? What's behind the magic door, Ellen? <laughs> Again, Bosco? No. Yeah, no, the gaff was great. And the shirt was great as well. I actually oh. often think about that because my dad uh, had amazing work shirts, which my mother has recently rehabilitated a couple of them. If you're listening, mother, because I know you do. Um, uh, there's amazing, like, they're work shirts from the 90s but for, yes. for gentlemen, yeah. obviously, but they've got pinstripes on them that are a very particular bright blue, but Bosco's was bright green. Yeah. Mm. I am convinced that my dad had a green striped uh, work shirt and uh, I'm going to be turning that up for the, that's like autumn 2019 <laughs> like that'll be my love. I know exactly what you mean do you like, know what that I mean that exact like, shirt yeah I can yeah. see them on reeling in the years like I can see the like 80s but like his little rig out there's an episode where he makes a boat or as he calls it on board bjog <laughs> And he's wearing the outfit was so cute, I almost burst into tears. He's wearing a tiny like little sailor hat, oh, stop. a little sailor outfit, and he makes all the presenters call him Captain Bosco for the whole tyrant. <laughs> tyrant, but also I would absolutely yeah. call him, like, <laughs> such a benevolent tyrant, like so like. Like you're so right. Everyone just had like hang around him. And do you remember his little rain jacket and the little yellow like, yeah. and the little I elastic do, yeah. around his chin? Oh my god! Who was the costumer? I Who really was out here? Because I bet you that original green and white. That's like the cast-offs from some fucking RTE yes, lads. You're so shirt. right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all wee little bits and pieces like sewn very neatly together in the way that only people could in the seventies. <laughs> and um, the, I, I have to hand them for the variety because for me, in my memory, there's only one episode of Bosco which rolls out. It is a smear. It's like a Vaseline smear of the same. Mm. Like, Bosco's here, the two 70s-looking fucking people. Oh, I'm doing the table thing again. I'm so sorry. Um, the Bosco is in the middle. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> um, sorry. Impassioned hand movements. Bosco's box is in the middle of the white room. Yeah. It, yes, wasn't yes, a, yeah. Like, it wasn't like a living room. Like, Bosco isn't out here living in your living room. Bosco no. doesn't have a home. Mm-hmm. Bosco lives in an abstract, unnamed white location. Yeah. On, like, a gallery-like plinth on which his box stands. And adults come to cater to his <laughs> needs. And he educates 
them kind of yeah. in return with things that they already know but they have to pretend not to and he just mm-hmm. tolerates them and he's just like yes <laughs> like my minions my chill like and now let me go back into my perfect little box yeah. but yeah that, that abstract space that they lived in the way in and out of which was I presume the magic door the magic door I think was really cutting edge mm. for like oh, oh totally yeah. yeah like it was proper green stereo, but you would open it like they would be like what was it oh my god what was it it was like What's knock it? knock open wide see what's, what's on, on the, the other, other side. side something 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 Some magic door yeah. <laughs> like you know but oh, like I loved how half arse the rhyming was there were obviously like five <laughs> seconds to go before yeah. they recorded and they would like throw it together that was definitely part of the room because I watched there's very few clips on YouTube actually yeah really enough. Which is sure, do but they have the magic door thing I'll put it up on they YouTube they do um but there's one of a Christmas episode where they knock on the door and then the hosts come through the door from the other side. <gasps> so then all six hosts are there. What? And they sing carols together ah, with Bosco. Oh God. It's lovely. Hang on, I'll see if I can... I think this might be the magic door. Oh, We're so taking excited. a risk here. They listen the creep dive all the time. I can just play the, the noise. <laughs> it's time to see what Mary's going to find on the other side of the magic door. Oh my goodness. Are you ready to come to the magic door with me? We have to say the magic rhyme first. Knock, knock, open wide, see what's on the other side. Knock, knock, anymore, come with me through the magic door. Oh my god, this is where they go to the zoo! Yeah, I <laughs> <Yeah>. bad sound. <laughs> oh, those are, those are the hungry tigers! Yeah! yeah. Lions. Oh god, they want to kill. They really want to kill him. Like. Bosco was just like, "All right, how's it going?" And then she's like, "Giant paw of a starving <laughs> fucking lion." It's like not very far away from his. Head. That's uh, very. It's stressful. risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but like that magic door thing. Like the green screen blew my mind. Like they would open it and there'd be like a thousand ducks, or else there'd be like an ice cream factory. Remember, he used to go to like a bottle factory as well. Yeah, yeah. I it was always disappointing it. when I went to the bottle factory. <laughs> oh. Why did you keep going back? But then, with hindsight, it was probably the same episode over and over, <laughs> yeah. over again. RT basically had like mm. uh, just over a year's worth. So I was obviously yeah. watching like, and I remember like I was so obsessed with Bosco that my parents for an easy life recorded one episode on a VHS tape. I'm sure 19 year olds are like, oh what? But like they used to just, Bosco would end and I would start screaming. Like I would be like, no way. And my parents would just have to play it and rewind it and play it. Basically a microcosm of what Orti was doing for the entire nation's children. <laughs> just playing yeah. the same thing like over, over and, over, and, and over, over and over again. And yeah, like I remember at that play where he was like, I think it was like at the Park Hotel in Dungarvan. I was like starstruck. Like it was the oh. first time in my life where I was like, what a, you know the way people used to say it about like Tony Blair and Bill Clinton that they have like a presence when they go into a room? I think that Bosco had it. Cause like he came in and I was like, oh my God, it's actually him. Like in real life, like I remember just being like, I don't think I could even enjoy it. Because I was like so terrified and shocked and just like really impressed. Um, I was like rooted to the spot. And he toured up as recently as last November. No, yeah, he does. He does knock around. I've definitely yeah. seen that. He kind of shows up from time to time. Yeah, like, still doing, like, the he appeared um, at the comedy tent at Electric Picnic in <gasps> 2005 or 2007. He appeared as a surprise guest in between acts. Oh. I say everyone lost their mind. I've heard a recording of it. It is insane. Yeah, people are in love with Bosco, and he's and he's doing a little bit of edgy Bosco. He's like up in the sass because oh it's all God. adults. Yeah, but um, it's an amazing. If you can find, I think it's probably on SoundCloud somewhere. Like, oh if you can God. find it, it's a very, very special bit. I funny feel like <laughs> we've gotten so into like nostalgia. I don't know how Bosco hasn't been like capitalized on more. No, I'll tell mm. you what it is about Bosco, and I'll tell. I feel like if we and if we do, uh, my my worry is that I'll fucking walk into Penny's someday, and instead of Hogwarts, <laughs> fucking. 
Hogwarts knickers oh that'll be just like, what's oh behind my... the magic door? And I'm like, I just want to buy a pair of pants, pennies. Give me a break. And they'll just try and chill my childhood You're so back right. We don't want to like... Be very careful. Yeah. That we, get, we, we permit it to be fucking preserved. Like, I don't want a hot water bottle of Bosco. Thank you. Like, yeah. Hang on, actually, maybe I do. Um, but I think it's because it's not imported. It's Irish. And we have so few things... And I feel really strongly about this. We have so few things that are really uniquely ours yeah that really belong to us like nationwide in jokes that we don't share with the rest of the world that were specifically for us and i feel like a lot about this like the the ashling books for example yeah there's a lot of things that are actually just us talking to us yeah that mean more because they're not imported they don't require a cultural translation they don't belong to anybody else and bosco didn't but and because of the nature of it the fourth wall breaking Bosco existed for Irish children, mm. for other children on this island. British people don't know what the fuck Bosco is. Do yeah, you know what I mean? And introducing that retrospectively, it's probably quite. <laughs> a, it probably looks like an acid trip to somebody who like hasn't yeah. seen it like in the context but of growing sure, up. I went. I was in San Francisco and I was sitting in a bar and this fucking weird film was on outside and I was the, like the lads I was with were all highly entertained and feeling very nostalgic, and they had to explain to me who fucking Pee Wee Herman was. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, you don't know Pee Wee Herman. I was like, why the fuck would I know who your children's entertainer was? I'm yeah. from a different island, a smaller one, you know? And I think things like Bosco matter more to us because they feel private. Yeah. Do you know? They feel like, well, you either, right? You, you're fucking, if you weren't there, you weren't there. I think it sounds yeah. to the Lambert Company as well. Yeah. Being quite respectful of them, I think. Yeah, and not yeah. trying to exploit the memory of it. Yes. And yeah. keeping it kind of, keeping could, it special. They could make a fortune. Oh, yeah. Like oh, if, yeah. if you've heard um, Paula Lambert, she was on Grove Farley's Fascinated podcast. And she like talks really nice about Bosco. Mm. She's obviously very, very fond of Bosco and what he means to people. And is and takes her role as like a as his voice. And it's kind of a guardian of that really, really importantly, I think. Well, that's really, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Too. And it's really, really uncommon that children's television isn't directly tied in to toys. Yeah. Like so mm. many of the the, 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 the TV shows that I've, I've, I fucking, I do VHS, the Care Bear movie. I love the Care Bears. I love My Little Pony. Like I loved all that girly shit, man. But I know that they were Mattel and Hasbro sponsored yeah. television shows. Mm. Like they were there. They were toys to, first. They were toys first and the episodes of, of television and movies were effectively extended trailers where there was something very very um, holistic and quite pure about Bosco even handing you the cupola fuck or I yeah, think it'd I be weird sorry like, go on sorry I, I think it's actually like public service broadcasting yeah mm. oh it, it's it definitely true is public, it is actually yeah. in its essence the truest form of public service broadcasting and that uh, is fucking not what RTU do anymore thank you very much and haven't done in a very long time especially for children like, they don't make children's content on RT. Content. They don't make children's <laughs> programming on RT anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to say something around? Um, I think, that in terms of merch, it'd be weird to have a Bosco puppet of your own, wouldn't it? I know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I actually, like, when I was, like, researching this, I put in, like, I was looking for something, and whatever I put into Google, the suggestion was, like, Bosco puppet for sale. And I was like, who is looking for this? I'm going to find you. I'm going to take your credit card away. And you need to be kicked off the internet because yeah. you who can't you have... Who you are? You can't, it, like, you can't, like... It's like how, like... It, I think there needs to be, like, a possessiveness about it. Like, you can't have someone else sticking their hand up Bosco and like yeah. doing a, mm. a crap version of him no. like I feel like there should be only one 
and yeah. it needs to be like trademarked like forever yeah. or something. Yeah. It's the same with like the Muppets and Zig and Zag and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like it's like I have two like Muppet like blank generic Muppets. I love them. But I would not want a Kermit or a Miss Piggy. That would be they're, so weird. Because they're people. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird how I, you know? on one hand I enjoy that Kermit is a boy of the internet. He's the tea lizard, you know, mm. like I, I enjoy that he is he is a person who is often used online. But the Muppets are fucking emotionally sacred, you yeah, know, yeah, and I, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I don't observe the recent films. I don't. I went to see the Muppets do Europe and I was like, that no. did not happen to me. No. Mm. I have never seen this film uh, uh, because they hold such tremendous space. And I think part of what Jim Henson, part of his vision um, was public service because Sesame Street was public service broadcasting as yeah. well. And it still is in many oh, yeah. ways. Like, obviously, they have a huge one, like like their their cash money tickled me Elmo Empire but the broadcasting they do is very um community oriented yeah. it's um it's uh targets a lot of systemic kind of cracks that children fall through like they they're very intentional in the kind of children's programming they make and I think Bosco was kind of like that as well yeah I completely agree like having somebody on RTE in the 1970s who didn't have a received RTE accent do you know what yeah, I mean yeah that's that, that is actually quite radical that yeah. somebody from the north side would have been presenting a children's television show back then do you yeah. know what I mean so they don't do anything like it now and I don't think they will again I think those days are over yeah I think it would be sad to see it try to be revived like mm. I think we're lucky that the Lambert Puppet Theatre is still around and like almost like protecting it mm. um, and just doing like those tours and stuff because I feel like it would be so easy for people to start booking Bosco for like their 30th birthday and for stuff corporate Facebook summer party. and taking like selfies with them and stuff and yeah. I just feel like it would be kind of like oh Jesus I wouldn't I wouldn't feel very taking a selfie with Bosco no <laughs> like I feel like a bit like that with all the sort of RT puppets like you don't see Saki knocking around yeah you know like Dustin yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like I get it Dustin but like he always was slightly different than that but yeah. like Zig and Zag are fucking buried and gone and Saki Zig and Zag have a cartoon now yes what? it's a BBC yeah. cartoon yeah BBC it's like, oh, it's like it's BBC RT co-production but yeah okay yeah yeah what do they do with themselves how are they Alan they have, <laughs> how are they getting on they have adventures yeah <laughs> but again they, they I, obviously because it's not live they can't be the anarchic Zig and Zag that we love they're a it's a different yeah. thing it's a it's a cartoon basically yeah yeah, um, and same with like Dustin. Like I think what you were saying about them like being completely Irish is so true because they don't travel. No. Zig and Zag did for a while, but like oh yeah, the, they were on like Channel when Four we sent, for a minute. Weren't when they? we sent Dustin to Eurovision, everybody was like, "Sorry, what? What have you done? Like, is what is this? We, How do you explain what Dustin is to the Americans? Um, Dustin is a builder who is from the north of Dublin. He's a turkey and, vulture, and he is a flirt, and he, he hates Bob Geldof, and he burps oh, a lot. He hates yeah. Bob Geldof. Yeah. yeah. And he would like aggressively go after Twink for like 15 years. Yeah. But then while Twitter does that for him, he doesn't have to anymore. I think like there is such a team theme there though, from like Bosco all the way through to like Dustin and Saki, where like. Do you think we hate Twink because Dustin hated Twink? Do you no. Think that's to a oh generation God, are we going to look back I don't and personally like, hate no, Twink? No, no, no. But like, do you think that's where the gag came from? Have we, did we just get like, I, think, I feel like Twink was a meme before memes were memes. Twink, I think yeah, Dustin yeah. was. Um, How do you tell Americans who Twink is? Okay. Oh God. There you go. <laughs> we're in a rabbit hole. We're going to need like a lexicon to go in like the description of it. I this. think Twink was an unquantity, but only Dustin could get away with saying things about her because it was Dustin. Yeah, yeah, because, because he was a puppet. Because yeah. it, it's true. I, I saw Twink on um, a kid's talent show and she was just one of the judges and she ripped these kids apart. Oh yeah. It was a, like a 10, 15 a.m. RT2 challenge show for kids. Empress, yeah. Know? Yeah. Like you don't get you don't get that high in the fucking panto pecking order without murdering a few fucking children. Do you know what I mean? 
Twink on Juvenile. <laughs> so oh no, we're never gonna we're never gonna get Twink on Juvenile. <laughs> but I think like that kind of like audacious, outrageous stuff that like Dustin would say. Okay, it's a world away from like Bosco, but I feel like he got the impression that people doing children's stuff in RTE for like those twenty years were kind of left to their own devices, and like it it just felt ready like really like there was like half a dozen people working on it yeah. and they're kind of allowed like run with stuff well, like that, oh, that's yeah. really important yeah like and that's what the original Henson cast were like as well there's only exactly. fucking six yeah. of them mm. and they were given creative license to go on and make something with vision purpose and impact yeah and that is literally not what exists anymore yeah like if Bosco started now pennies would be stuffing t-shirts so right. down his throat yeah. like you can't fucking move for somebody trying to hand you something with Mr. Tato on it do you know yes, what I mean I would hate for Bosco to be Tatoified. Oh, could you mm. imagine? Like, like a Bosco, Bosco pay a rent for a fucking year. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that would be really <laughs> dystopian. Like, but it, but would you like be... to live in a box, boys and girls? <laughs> 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 I'll have funded for you. Knock, knock, Like, it's so, ha- like, I, I actually darkly do think that we won't see the like of any sort of children's broadcasting or broadcasting of that HR and RT ever again. Yeah. And I think it is great that, like, there is such a thirst for Bosco, like, mm. that electric picnic thing or the Late Late Show. The audience is, like, rabid and everyone's, like, in all the comments, everyone's like, bring Bosco back, bring... But it's better to, like, better not. leave it, like, leave oh, people The innocence would be gone. Yeah, it would be just... Yeah. And if you had, like, that kind of edgy adult Bosco that was making, like, millennial jokes and stuff, it mm. would just be... Turn Bosco into Podge and Rod and we're done for. Yeah, that's exactly... He's too pure. He's too pure for this world. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, he belongs in that very particular <laughs> pocket of time in the 1970s. Yeah, to or 1980s. whatever universe that magic door, like, leads to or yeah. whatever. He yeah. needs to, like... That little subliminal space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that weird empty in-between room made of like yeah. white walls in somewhere. In the, one day I'll be walking through the RT. One day I've never gone back there again after today. Now <laughs> never be let in again. Someday I'll be like invited in to do the radio thing, and I'll be walking in around, and I'll find myself in this like this blank white room, and be like, oh my god, I'm in his nest. I'm here. <laughs> He's caught me. I found him. Finally. Like, there is still a layer of, of fantasy. Like, I wouldn't even like to... I, I don't think I'd even watch a documentary. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I'd I even feel really like want to know. I feel like I would like a documentary from... Because I feel like the snippets that you get from that piece... So, Mar- that I was heavily referencing there, a piece that Marion Richardson wrote in 2012 when RT had, like... It was celebrating 50 years of TV. And she wrote a piece that, like, gave insight into what it was like. And I think I would love to hear from, like, all the six presenters again but almost keep Bosco out of, out of it a little bit yeah yeah. you could do it in the style of like um, have you seen Giving You Everything the Spice Girls documentary oh, where they no, like yeah, separate them so obviously they had to separate like Jerry from so they just did individual interviews and it's like such a good narrative and it's just that's all it is like there's not much footage and it's just cutting them in between each other I feel like that's the kind of like look at I'd love like to know about the scandals yeah, mm. I'm sure there was some drama going on in the yeah. background. Have you ever seen, do you remember the, the um, sketch show Your Bad Self? Yes. John Butler oh directed God. it and Donald Gleeson was in it, maybe a woman so and stuff. funny. They had a Bosco sketch where Bosco was real and was a dictator and was just oh horribly cruel to him off camera. Oh it was like, God. get me a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the coffee I asked you for? Absolutely gas. Yeah, it's really, really funny. Is it's it funny. on YouTube? It is on YouTube. Oh, well, I watched you, it. Well, 
Everybody should go find your bad self. It's the first thing Donald Gleeson was in, pretty much. I can't believe that got. I've never heard yeah. so funny. And I yeah. can't believe it didn't seem like it didn't last. I remember after it, its first episode went out, Liveline was like going absolutely really? mental. Because they had some really outrageous joke about a donkey or something. Something very like sexual or... But it was yeah. so funny. Like every now and then, RTE does have these moments of brilliance with like programs like that. But they just don't give them enough of a chance. Mm. Oh, no, no, not at all. Like it places the civil service like. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they, yeah. had, they had literal Donald Gleeson in a sketch show. Like, and, and then let and him go. They didn't even know. But yeah. like, honestly, the very first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that guy. That guy is going to be really famous. And I, and I didn't know who he was at the time. And my friend yeah. working in RT went, that's Brendan Gleeson's son. I was like... It doesn't look like ah, a good thing. Like, you no. wouldn't know. No. You wouldn't no. clock Gleeson off no. from, like, a mile yeah. away. He's know? also turned very handsome. He has, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, he's, he's got still that a bit kind of pasty, but, like... I don't know what they do to them, but they all go very shiny when they get famous. Do you know what I mean? They kind of have that... Yeah, starting. It was like I can't believe Paul Rudd looks so young, and I'm like, really, Mary? He <laughs> really married. You don't a know lot. why Paul Rudd. <laughs> so I feel like it's probably some drink of that Paul Rudd juice <laughs> over <laughs> her, uh, big, big long slugs of Paul Rudd juice for Donald Gleeson over there I think in the fucking temples in I area. It's I also the money to do a very expensive skincare routine and the days it takes for that to take effect. And probably like no you can do, stress You can do those like vampire r- things where you have to yeah, hide out for a you week. You can actually like, just yeah. be like, I'm going into like a Swedish tomb yeah. for like, or he just lives in Los Angeles where they have, they have sun most yeah. of the time. Yeah. You know, like, and we'd all be gorgeous if we had the weather. <laughs> <laughs> the weather and less crippling economic pressure. <laughs> It'd be fucking great. Sure, would we all be down with leases really at the end of the day? But, uh, yeah, that's mad. Yeah, RTA does have these really glimmering moments of brilliance. And yeah. I love it when it happens. It just, it cheers you to the fucking bone. And then when something goes wrong, you're like, I will never get a chance again. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Like, it's a, um, it's an odd way to live. And I do think, I do remember hearing the thing about the children's programming department being shut down and being absolutely fucking bereft. Not for myself, obviously. <laughs> I watch American children's programming all the time. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm not supporting children's programming close to home. But I do think that it is... Um, it is sad that the public broadcaster isn't producing original shows. Because we have so many great animation studios here. Uh, oh my God, so many. Such a yeah. good point. Like, yeah. An amazing education system for it as well. Like, we have huge animation education places mm. between fucking Ballyferm and IDT. Like, an amazing yeah. amount of talent, but it's just getting exported. Yeah. There's a bus in Waterford and it's sponsored by Cartoon Saloon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. has all their stuff. Oh, no, it was a brown bag. One of those. Yeah, you see, there's two. Exactly. Huge and, two and, and it has yeah. like, all their things on the side of it. It was like, none of those are RTE things. They're all like that, Disney. You're so and right. Yeah. You're so right. And as well, like, Bosco actually had a section where they had like some animation studio oh, in Tipperary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, who would do like the little plasticine people. I remember one oh, of them was a snail. And I loved it because no shade to the studio. It looked like I could have made it. Yes. It was like a white roll of mola, like rolled up. And then a blue blob of mola. And that was the snail. And they just did like a whole stop motion but, but animation also on it. But part of it back then as well was the, uh, we talked about this in the Art Attack episode, was approachability. Yes. Like before, yeah. in the land before CGI, like, and I'm kind of, as time goes by, getting more and more prickly about CGI as a concept. I fucking, I feel Uncanny Valley mm. really yeah. palpably off of a lot of things. Like, it's like if you see a bad wig in a movie. Yeah. Like, I'm like, when it moves around, mm. bad wig. It's the same with CGI. I don't think children's television should look shiny. I don't think it yes. should look unapproachable. Yeah. Yeah. I think there should be a roughness that encourages children to use their hands and to make things. Yes, and like even in that episode where Marion Richardson makes a little boat. Mm. So it's like margarine tin, blob of mola, little lollipop stick in it. And then they Triangle try to paper, like, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So they try to like cut two slits in the paper and kind of slide the popsicle stick through. 
So, you know, the sail is kind of like pegged at the top. I know and exactly the what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And like it just kept popping off. And instead of not re- using it, they just used five minutes of Marion Richardson struggling with a piece of cardboard. And in the end, Bosco was like, why don't you put a bit of mala on the top? And she's like, yeah, fucking okay. Yeah. <laughs> just like, does it. So like, that's like totally normal. Like that gives you the impression that people are actually like, like a child can make it. If yeah. you see like the grown-ups struggling with it and stuff. I presume all the weird, rough and ready, crafty content is on YouTube because it's certainly not on the telly anymore. God, I do you know, know what so, I mean? But I mean like, like I'm, I, I, I also think as well, not to get all like, woke Irish about it but oh, we're it all was sleeping <laughs> here don't worry <laughs> I just spent 40 minutes trash talking Twink at RTE I'm, I'm, pr- I'm cancelled like it's fine come be cancelled with me I think it would be so great to get that original content that kind of uses Irish a bit more mm. as well mm. so like Bosco like it, it did use a bit but it wasn't like a lot but it yeah. would be great to and I am speaking from a place of ignorance like maybe there is some brilliant Irish language I, I don't have children I'm not a child I wouldn't know but I think that that was a really cool part of Bosco as well where it wasn't put in as like kind of it wasn't pitched as an Irish language children's programme it was just thrown in you know really it was an Irish children's programme yeah exactly yeah. the same way that Dora the Explorer taught loads of p- children mm. like basic Spanish and like, phrases on one hand while I am very entertained by the fact that they are casting an Irish language adventure time I am highly entertained by that. I also don't think that's useful because I don't think that's going to like get kids to speak in Irish in general. I don't think it's going to be part of our culture. If we import all of our children's culture and we just kind of go and it's kind of Irish now, here's a sticker. That's not enough. Like there has to be this middle ground in between who we are as English speakers and an incorporation of the language. Like immersion is super important, obviously, and it's how people develop fluency. But I think when you're, and that's a class issue as well, hits table, sorry, listeners. But that is a massive class issue. Um, I think that you're dead right on where it's like, it's an Irish children's show. It's not a children's show in Irish. It's an Irish children's show. And what Irish children, I mean, maybe again, I'm not a child. I don't, I don't have children, but like, I don't, well, we, we can't know what will become iconic for kids now, what what they will kind of sit around future mics with in the future while <laughs> like sailing to and from their podcast <laughs> studio on like hovercraft because the world is flooded. Or giant margarine boxes. Giant margarine <laughs> boxes in the great flooding. These are life skills we've learned here. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect for the oncoming apocalypse. Oh, fuck you, climate change. It's recycling. Um, like, I don't know what they're going to be talking about fondly. But it does break my heart that they're... And you know what? And I feel like if you do listen... If you were to listen to all the episodes of Juvenilia in sequence, you might hear me unpacking some of why I don't like The Simpsons. I think a little bit of that is because it's American. Because it's so foreign. And when I was a kid, that really struck me as like, that's not from here, you know? That's not us. They don't sound like me. Am I supposed to sound like them? Do I have to change how I sound to sound like them? Mm. And that freaked me out. Yeah. And my parents were just like, don't talk like an American, do you know? And now it doesn't matter anymore. You know, it's 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 totally different. But that was when we had our own programming. Yeah. We don't have our own. Like, isn't it insane that the whole country of Ireland doesn't have children's programming? That our kids are not being brought up watching programming made in the country that they're from. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's wild. Mm. Not even one thing. Do you know? Maybe I'm wrong with the not even one thing thing, but like... Like RTE Junior is still a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so there is some... It's just not being made on RTE proper. No. And oh. I mean, I wonder if some of that, like, not... going to sound like an old, like, hysterical Daily Mail letter writer, but like, is it because, like, the old analogue TV isn't really a thing for kids anymore? Yeah, it could be because it's digital. Yeah. Yeah. It's iPads. 
Yeah. So like actually sitting down at a like specific time like we all did for Bosco as if it was like the Angelus. Like it was that regular yeah. and like that. Oh, like, yeah. There was a point on television. I would definitely like yeah. I had the channels, but I watched Bosco every day. Yeah. yeah every had to watch Bosco day. every yeah. day. It was yeah. always on. Yeah. Like it was just wallpaper. Yeah. So now like because we all watch the same thing, we all have the same cultural references. But if you have like a universe worth of content, children are just going to be watching like a lot of different stuff. So I feel mm. like will they have like like even at like even in the late 80s when Bosco hadn't been around for that long there was a bar in Temple Bar that apparently used to just play episode of episodes of Bosco in the background and people in their 20s would like dance to it so it was already like culturally yeah. iconic um, and I don't know will you like what's the like version of that for like people who are like tiny babies now Baby Shark Baby Shark It is Baby Shark oh and like that Mickey weird Mickey Mouse thing with the the Might Be Giants theme song on Disney <laughs> Junior What? There's a hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. That's the Disney, the new Mickey Mouse song. Jesus, Mary Joseph. I have a nine-year-old nephew. I've, yeah. I watched what he watched growing up. But again, like all those ch- kids' channels are in a block on your skybox. Yeah, And yeah. RT Jr. isn't there, I think. Or it's at the yeah, very end. Yeah, yeah, So you have to go through all the Disney ones and Cartoonito and Boomerang and all these other things before you get to RT Jr. Which are much more snazzy, I assume. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course High production there. and yeah. glossy and stuff. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. That's kind so. of devastating, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's a weird one. But it makes me... Presumably, you as well. Super grateful, like really, really thankful yeah. for Bosco. Like, Thank you, Bosco. Bosco. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Bosco. Fucking hell! Like, you know, it's lovely to look back and have memories of like I'm. I am a couple of years uh, north of the Morbegs, um. But my sister would watch the Morbegs. Oh yeah. And when I would come in from school, they were just always on in my house. Yes. Like always on yeah. in my house because yeah. my sister was seven years. I was the same. Me. Yeah. So I had like the cog- more cognizance. Me- cogn- more uh, more consciousness of the television that was on when I was slightly older obviously and I have the most tangible memories of my little sister tiny head of blonde curls and I watching the Morbegs every fucking day and the Morbegs was a great if anything was going to replace Bosco like another original Irish like using lots of Irish language like that was brilliant and that was proper like fantastical stuff like yeah. the universe that the Morbegs operated in was like what even were they they're they just Morbeg. like big fuzzy oops. so I was reading about them recently the word Morbeg I love Irish right I can't fucking speak it for <laughs> every so often I discover something about it and I'm just like yeah. our country's fucking deadly <laughs> it's Morbeg oh yeah of course oh, yeah. big littles yeah. That is such a cute Is that not the fucking name. cutest thing you've ever heard oh in your my God, life? That's the Morbegs, the Big Littles. Like, I just think that's fucking great. And uh, they're called Molly and Rossa and uh, Extreme Deep Cut Sidebar. The two main characters, in other words, for Smoke, were called May and Rossa. And they were called Molly and Rossa in the first draft. But then I was like, you can't call them after the Morbegs. No. <laughs> and also our good friend Tara Flynn was, was the, the voice of Molly. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, when I found that I was not okay, man. <laughs> I, was, I found <laughs> that not okay. I was like a big fan of her already. And then I was like, are you? I was like, shit. Oh yeah, she like every also, every 18 months people discovered that Tara was the voice of Molly. And they're she like, oh my God. Like, yeah. like, she was also though, and I don't, I have still have talked about this. She was also in a very frightening puppet show called The Rimini Riddle. Oh yeah. Which uh, I thought I had just hallucinated it. <laughs> And was like just nurturing this private terror <laughs> of this set of like creatures that I must have just had re- repeat dreams about as a small mm-hmm. child. False. It was real. It was called the Rimini Riddle. It was on RT and Tara Flynn was in it. They look like if, if you remember Rosie and Jim. Yeah. It's like if someone exploded Rosie and Jim's faces. Yes, you were so Rimini right. Riddle looks oh like. my God. There is a scene and one of the characters is called Leo, right? And I 
that you, by the way, as well, you would also think I was fucking making this up because there is not a scrap of them on the internet. There is not a fucking scrap. And there's I one find that weird, chilling. Yeah. One, yeah it is super <laughs> chilling. There is one weird video on like Vimeo or something and oh. I actually couldn't bring myself to watch it. Yeah. I got about two seconds and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get sick. Um, it's, definitely, it's like the work of fairies or something. Yeah, it's got that deep bog magic about it. Like, yeah. Oh my God. There's yeah. one scene that I feel like I nightmared about and I still think about and like all the time and I remember trying to just you know when you're trying to describe things from childhood people in the poem they're like you're telling lies and I'm like no this is a real show somebody help me uh, again white green screen background and some the, the main Leo is in like a pot and there's these three tall green puppet women around him and they're like we're going to eat your heart or no he's like he's like no you, you shouldn't eat my heart I'm, I'm bad for you I'm full of cholesterol and they go oh the, yeah the, we're going to eat you and he's like I, you shouldn't I'm full of cholesterol and they go oh it's okay we don't have any hearts um, sorry is this children's television? children's programming the room in real real talk what? tarplin's in it fuck? yeah yeah you, fuck? yeah and I that replays that replays on loop in the back of my head like as proper like like childhood horror so yes Molly, more bags. Awesome. Remedy Riddle, bad, unforgivable. <laughs> unforgivable. I feel like there's like, like um, there's a continuum of ter- of like terrifying to just two wholesome children's programming. Mm. Yeah. Where yeah. Remedy Riddle's on one end and Barney's on the other. Yeah. And then Bosco and more bags are right in the, the, the yes, sweet spot. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. we don't have the same kind of affection for Barney. Bar- I'm, like, I'm like seven years old for Barney, but like I don't think people think fondly about Barney. No, no. I've, I just see him as an invader. Yeah. I'm just like... What is this giant American purple thing that's saying to me? I thought I yeah. was. I think that could be my because I was always the person who hated the bit on the, the toy show when they had kids. Yeah, I was I like, also let, hate let the let the adults demonstrate. Yeah. <laughs> but when it was gay, Barney used to be mostly adults. They yeah. only have two yeah. kids and that in was the middle. Gas. Yeah, I am always very worried about children on stages and in television. Full stop. I'm just like, who is caring for you in this moment? <laughs> like, I can't. I, I'm always stressed out by them. Like, I don't really watch the Toy Show too much anymore because I don't have. I, I pay my TV license or TV, but I don't have terrestrial television, um. So I don't tune in, um. But I'm always frightened to death that the Irish nation will just take an Irish child from the Toy Show and crucify them, in the way of John Joe the fucking like. I'm always liked who you know how far into the Toy Show can you get before one of the children becomes a meme, and then I'm like, what's going to happen to them? And I can imagine like the Buzzfeed long read in like seven years I time. I was John Joe. I <laughs> yeah. love clocks. They did a follow up with John Joe this year. Yeah, he looks he, like, fine. He lives in Paris. He's grand. What? Yeah, he's of like a happy twenty year old or something. Wow. Isn't he? I don't know, like sixteen, seventeen now. Yeah, yeah, he's grand. But, yeah, but he's also. Grand. No, also nobody should have fucking put one on television do you know what I mean yeah like and I do feel the same way about Barney where it's like kids acting no go home like do you know what mm. I mean Barney was too polished though and he also didn't mm. have the star quality that Bosco had like Bosco was a little bitch sometimes mm. yeah like, that just like carried the program whereas Barney was just too like abstractly positive yeah yeah no not feeling that at all like the, I think they did enjoy the set because my school was terrifying and kind of like brutalist. <laughs> Theirs had lots of colours. Yeah. So I yeah. was like, I kind of feel that. I like that set. That, that looks like a fun place to go. But I do think Bosco held something um, intimate and different. Um, and that I don't think it can be replicated. I actually don't think that kind of sincerity can be replicated either. No, I don't think so. I think it was just so simple. It was such a brilliant formula and you just can't really like replicate it. So yeah, because it was a formula every episode, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Like it was Mm. we spent some time in the like unknowable liminal space of Bosco's museum home. Yeah, there was a song most episodes as well. Yeah, there was a song. There was Bosco's house. There was a magic door and then there was story time and then there was like make and do. 
Ah, uh, and then they had like other bits thrown in. Like they got a lot into like twenty six minutes. Really there'd be like little. Yeah, twenty six like, minutes is long as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. for like one puppet <laughs> yeah for a sh- but for any children's show I mean like when we did yeah. like, recently when we did Art Attack I was like Art Attack's 11 minutes <laughs> grand I'll watch loads of Art Attack you know yeah but 26 minutes is a fair commitment now yeah you know and they did have some VTs that would carry it like the little stop motion animations mm. and stuff yeah uh, it would be there so good. potatoes in a supermarket <laughs> yeah. that was one yes yeah the, yeah. the sponge what? it was in I yeah. do remember I feel like I've got like a, an echoing memory of this the, s- yeah. the supermarket to me was very obviously based on Superquin <laughs> oh, and yeah. the spuds were like the spudstons or something mm. but like you'd have these like fantastical universes where like Bosco would live in or else like this amazing stop motion animation and then sometimes they just have a VT from like out in Dublin and it looked like something from like a Roddy Doyle book <laughs> it was like so <laughs> bleak and like almost I'm picturing <gasps> it in like black and white mm. but yeah. the and then Spud Saver supermarket <laughs> oh no I hate them I'm really <laughs> sorry I'm really sorry I hate them. Oh, the the most terrifying ones were the riddle ones. Oh, the the tongue twisters. Yeah, these things. Sorry, that's them. They oh my are yeah. absolutely no. I hate them. Sorry, they're I'm like uh, if you remember hands. like pob, but diseased. Yes, and they would yeah. say a tongue twister, and every time they would say it faster, their heads would rise up on a little stick. Oh, neck uh, oh my god! Each Who came time. up with that? Like some man in Tipperary. Like I feel. Like and his Wikipedia says citation needed, so it might, <laughs> it might even be him. <laughs> just... I feel like if you were at Electric Picnic and they had a tent where they just played Bosco episodes on a loop, mm. you wouldn't even need any substances because you'd just be like, <laughs> "What is Bad happening? Ever. Like, what is going on?" One of the other segments was Farty the dog. Do you remember yes. him? Yeah. And there is a crow. I don't know what the crow is called, but I'm getting like I remember the crow. I am getting transported <laughs> into the early '90s yes. by this crow. Um. They're kind of amazing, aren't they? Wow. Oh, these, yeah, the 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 little tongue twister lads. One of them actually has sewing needles just sticking out of his head. <laughs> like, those are just... That does not look like fucking antenna. It does not look like feelers. That looks like sewing needles. He's like a real voodoo doll or something. Unmistakably <laughs> sewing needles sticking out of that puppet's head. Um, if we had a, do we have an Instagram for Juvenilia I'm actually yeah we do yeah. oh and there's actually this is actual David Lynch shit lads you can see them with their long necks oh when the oh, yeah, neck yeah. is expanding that is like fucking a razor head and I'm kind of coming back around on it I hate it's it like they're cursed there. and they have to they have to say it at the highest possible speed to break the curse and bring oh their necks God. back down to normal yeah. size and you really got the sense of like peril watching them like, there was a lot of like <laughs> oh, suspense shit. you oh, were like oh my god oh no because that's come up with a new rhyme for every episode as well so there was one I watched <laughs> and it was like it was just about hurling but holding the hurdy the right way it was like that's it takes a hurry to hold so a hurdy the right way the hurdy hurdy it's like okay that's so gas <laughs> like, the fact that you have a tongue twister about hurlies by these two like haunted puppets <laughs> tell the Americans what a hurley is <laughs> but like yeah it's I, I'm kind of I feel like how do you rate how cursed all of these segments are of a scale of one to ten because the potato ones are bad, the tongue yeah. twister ones are bad. Faraday the dog is like five I out of ten. He's, he's pretty fine. chill. Yeah. He's got tiny eyes. I really enjoy them. The crows and cursed. Crows great. He's pink. Um, there can't have been that many more. Hang on. I feel like maybe this is why Bosco was so again. trustworthy because it was just in contrast to like the crazy yeah. cast of characters. And he was, as you said, like the only one who talked directly to you. Mm. So. Maybe that's why you trust him because he was like the only safe pair of hands in like an absolute hellscape. <laughs> you don't fucking like, trust. You don't trust the weird fucking potato children walking around the supermarket. Absolutely not. I'm not going near fucking needlehead like with his tongue twisters. That's just so Irish. There was like Isn't animated it? potatoes who like yeah. came to oh. life. Yeah, if someone said that about us, you'd be like, I oh, know. I think on. that's I, a completely. I, I started fights in pubs for less. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, every so often, like, yeah, everything they said about us is true. We did actually <laughs> fully run a children's television show where potatoes were a large segment of <laughs> probably trying to fucking teach us Irish or something. Like, oh, here, found a great picture here of Bosco Dustup as the Pope. Yeah, honestly, um, <laughs> no, sorry, it's St. Patrick, same difference. Um, but like, he has a fake beard. Somebody will have to. But so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a thread on the Juvenilia Twitter where it's just like, uh, buckle up, <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, you fucking losers. Here's where Bosco is the original Bosco. dandy. Yeah, <laughs> Bosco is uncancelled and he's here to serve. Um, yeah, I, I am truly blown away by how horrendous these segments are, though, guys. They actually aren't cute at all. And um, no wonder I can't remember them. Like, yes, yeah. suppressed memories. Extremely <laughs> like, suppressed. That's for therapy. That's for... Oh, needles in the head there now. Oh, no, thanks. Sorry about you. Like, I uh, I can't... Um, I am sad. I am actually at once quite sad, though. Like, you know, they kind of do give you that pang, that, like, yeah. intense mm. pang a bit, yeah. where you're like, oh, I'm grown. Yeah, shit. You know? Like, because when you're that small watching something that weird, it doesn't feel weird to you. Yeah. No. It just and feels... now watching it, you can kind of, you can see the people behind it. Yeah. Mm. Rather than like, like team of like 50 people making Adventure Time or whatever. I love yeah. Adventure Time, but it is like, and it's kind of one person's vision, but also it's a, it's stable. a thing, you know, yeah. whereas you can see people. the thumbprint almost in the stop motion clay things yes. on the things, yeah. you know. And they don't fucking care that you can. Yeah. Because that's part of the charm. And mm-hmm. I don't mean part of the charm like a lazy way, part of the charm in an important way. You know, like it all just kind of looked fine and possible or something. Like Sesame Street was always very polished. I will say that. Mm. I had three or four Sesame Street VHS tapes that I watched over and over again until they were taken off me. Because I started saying garbage instead of rubbish. Nothing's (laughs) fucking changed. (laughs) Nothing's changed. But like truly my parents were just like, we've got to stop, uh, stop her watching these exact same things over and over again. But that was still very polished. Mm. Whereas there was just something nice. But if it's six people. Yeah. Over a bunch of years, of course. And it's nice and rough around the edges. Yeah. 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 It's really, really good. So there we go. Oh, guys. We're going to take this to Twitter and Instagram. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. We need visual aids. Uh, Ellen, I want to say thank you for wearing pink dungarees, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Very obvious shout out to Marion Richards. They're only yeah. Yes, they're outstanding. Okay. So where can we find you on all the places? Uh, I am at Ellen M. Coyne on Twitter. And I think I'm the same on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter I try to pretend to be serious but Instagram is literally just selfies and <laughs> bottles of wine like yeah. so basic and now <laughs> pictures Bosco. of Bosco and me Bosco. and Yeah. <laughs> Sarah where can we find you what you got oh guys I work for a big techno festival now I suppose that's <laughs> out um, you can find me on Twitter at Grifsky um, you can find my work in bookshops and with Tomorrowland I guess that's out now uh, I'm on Instagram I'm Sarah Grifsky uh, I do a lot of cat content I'm a big cat I beat you on. I am Alan underscore McGuire on all the places and you can find Juvenalia at Juvenalia underscore pod on Twitter, Juvenalia pod on Instagram. Thank you to Tall Tales and to Cassie. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Cassie's not here today. We miss her. Oh, miss you guys. Yeah. Um, thank you to Dean McDonald for our artwork. Always. And um, we have a Patreon as well if you mm. want to give us any money. It's there. Um, How much are we? We are $1 or $5. $1 gets you a badge and a sticker. Excellent value. Mm-hmm. And, and five gets you like the love of our hearts. <laughs> yeah, Again, and bonus episodes. And bonus episodes, which yeah. are really good and way less polite than our regular ones. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, thank you, Alan Coyne. Thank no you, problem. Alan. I loved it. It was so much fun. Yay. Hey. Bye, everybody. Thank you.